My friends, what is happening? It is Cooper. Welcome to Cooperville Podcast, episode 47. We'll get to that momentarily with Mr. Dan Beck. Do I have to say, Dan Beck, CEO of Midwest Meals, proud sponsors of the Welcome to Cooperville Podcast. Meal prep made easy, delivered right to your door, or if you're local, go and pick it up. Boom. Meals done for the week. Price can't beat it. Taste can't beat it. Nutrition, yeah, you get the point. MidwestMeals.com. Promo code is Cooper at checkout and get 10% off your first order at MidwestMeals.com. Hashtag MidwestFitFam. Proud to be a part of it. The podcast is also brought to you by Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club. Rocking my Violent Gents Know the Code shirt today. Proud, loud, and proud. VGHC.com is the website. Check out all the gear. They have everything from hats and beanies to hoodies and t-shirts, ladies wear. They got some badass ladies gear. Ladies, go check that stuff out. Belts and socks, oh my, they have it all. BGHC.com, Violent Gentlemen, the promo code Cooperville15 for 15% off your order. And Monster Energy, my friends, they get me through each and every day. Also going to be rocking out with them at Rockfest and Country Fest in Cadott, Wisconsin this year. Excited? Monster Hydro, that's my jam. Hashtag Monster Podcasts. As previously mentioned, Mr. Dan Beck is the CEO of Midwest Meals. Also, NutriPrep will talk more about his new adventure. Overall, dude's a fucking go-getter. That's my kind of dude. And he's young as shit, too. That's the cool part. Like, dude just get, gets after it every single day. Lots to take away from this podcast. I suggest you take notes. If you are looking to get into entrepreneurship or personal development, mindset, all that stuff, man. We got some great great things coming out of this podcast and you get to hear it starting right now welcome to cooperville the welcome to cooperville podcast on demand anywhere quality podcasts are available and some places where cheap podcasts are available and the local gas station has some subscribe get updates feel better about your life Welcome to Cooperville.com. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. It is episode number 47 of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast with a guest that was on episode number 24 of the podcast. We almost we almost waited another full 25 episodes. Dan Beck is back. Hell yeah. That is the dog. <laughs> My dog is barking upstairs. You probably can't pick that up on these fancy unidirectional microphones, but uh, the dog, when Dan walked in, had a very excited moment. It's excited to see your face. It was just re- reuniting it the was. two of us. It was like long lost brothers reuniting yeah. after uh, what, it's been August. So yeah, it's been it's been a minute since you it's raced cold the now. studios. Yeah, it was a beautiful day. You had the motorcycle over yeah. uh, for that podcast. Not so much when it's a uh, balmy four degrees right now. Yeah, it- Wisconsin. Not quite shorts weather just yet. Uh, but a lot of things transpired since that episode, and uh, and I've had an opportunity. Dan started a podcast, the Young Bucks podcast. Make sure you check that out. Available everywhere. Podcasts are heard. Um, I've had a chance to be on that uh, a couple of times, and um, stemming from your podcast back in August, you know, for me, it was that was kind of the episode that transitioned a lot of things for me uh, with how my podcast, you know, kind of comes out. And really, a lot of how my life has has changed since then. I mean, yeah. from August uh, when we had that podcast and we talked about entrepreneurship and kind of mindset, and we talked a little bit about uh, health and fitness and uh, um, you know personal development things like that. You know, kind of from that is where 
I was on an upward trajectory in, in those directions, but it really accelerated it to, um, kind of the, you know, the level where it continues to go up, but, you know, started Captain Coop's Beard Company a month later, uh, two months after that, we have, you know, we had product we were in, you know, uh, available online and now we're in stores. Um, it picked up another podcast uh, yeah. outside of this one, picked up hosting responsibilities, um, and some other social media stuff for, uh, for, uh, country fest here in Wisconsin. Uh, and really all, uh, triggered by that initial podcast. So first, as I give you that long introduction, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, just for, I think, hearing your story, because um, you didn't come in like, ooh, rah, rah about things. It wasn't like, yeah, you know, get up, get off your ass and go do yeah. something with your life besides sitting in your basement, hosting a podcast. And, um, you know, it really was, you know, an eye-opening conversation about like, here are some people to listen to. Um, here are some, some ways to like reevaluate how you look at things. Like, like there is, um, excuses at every, yeah. uh, every exit sign. You can be like, Oh, here's my excuse. Here's, Oh, can't do it. Uh, this didn't work out. This didn't pan out. Um, but I think the, the big takeaway from it was like, you're going to enco- encounter these obstacles. You're going to encounter failures and to keep on pressing on. And that's, what's led to, uh, you know, at this point, six months later, you know, the success of my companies and the success of my brand. So, so thank you for, yeah, it, no, it's really cool just to be a part of that in general, because I mean, ultimately like that's fundamentally like what I want to put out there. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as, as a young guy in business, like it's hard to connect with other people out of right. the gate. It's, it's cool. I mean, you know, the saying that, you know, a, a high tide rises all ships. That's, that's what I'm about. So it's right. cool. It's cool to see it actually, you know, making an impact. And, and we've had a chance, uh, and uh, I've had a chance to be introduced to uh, Jesse Westover, who is uh, a part of the Young Bucks podcast, uh, Nutrition yeah. Junction out of Minneapolis. Uh, check them out online. Want to give him a drop? Um, but I think it's it's really for me because I wasn't, I was outside of I want to call it the circle of trust, but the the circle of entrepreneurial mindset individuals. Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't really realize until that episode that that I, I knew more people than I thought that were experiencing these same, same things. Yeah. And that has, you know, I think strengthened those relationships with those people because they like you have gone through a lot of the trials and tribulations that, that young business owners go through, um, you know, how to attack digital marketing in, in, in 2019, 2020 in the future, you know, where, where should your attention be focused? So there's been, I mean, that, that circle is, is really cool to be a part of because then, you know, we've been able to, I think wrap back and forth on some things. There were some great uh, additions to to my store that you know that you have brought to my attention. You know, there's things that I was doing that I've you know I've passed along to you. Um, there's there's long seminars oh, yeah. that I saw sat through, and you're like, hey, how was that seminar on uh, on this 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 platform? And I was like, really really long. Here's the you know, <laughs> here's the two here's minute the, digest. Here's the two minute uh, yeah. edited version of of what I sat through without the um, the Q and A. Uh, but no, it's it's been really cool to. Um, uh, to kind of grow into this, the network of young entrepreneurs, and and I will not say that I'm young, but I have had a, a, a realization that I think uh, also stemmed from being on your podcast, and that was um, that young is is a relative term. I mean, yeah. young in the terms of age. I mean, you think people that are in their twenties that are are doing really great things, um, but I think for me, what has really reinvigorated um, myself and my businesses and where I want to go with things in my life is when you take it from the perspective. And I think uh, Gary Vaynerchuk is the one that kind of, you know, dialed in the, the appropriate phrasing of it. But, you know, if you're 
40, uh, and I'm almost 40. I have less than six months to go. Happy uh, early birthday. Thank you very much. I'm already starting to celebrate, as you can tell. Uh, but if you're 40, I mean, you still really have, you're not even at halftime yeah. of, of your life. Now, yes, shit can happen, you know. Buses hit people, and as tragic as it is, it happens. But but that could also happen if you were twelve. Exactly. So it's yeah, really there's yeah, no no point there's dwelling. No rhyme reason or or target date that that's going to happen. But if you live in a live in a mindset where you know, hey, I'm not even at halftime of my life, and and the the leg up that I have uh, is that I have had the life experiences and also having to deal with. Um, pressures of, of work-life balance, which is another topic I want to, I want to kind of touch on here is that I, you know, I do have, you know, a nine-year-old who is, you know, trying to ruin my house. <laughs> no, he's not. Well, he, he, sometimes I believe that he is, but you know, you're trying to bring him up, you know, trying to bring yeah. up a child and, you know, obviously he needs the, the attention that all, that all children need, but also what this has taught me about, uh, from a parenting aspect of it, um, is really how reliant on technology that kids are. And the argument against having kids be so addicted to their tablets or their cell phones mm-hmm. or uh, laptops or any you know any access to the internet, and when you think about it, and how we've grown in yeah. the technology world in a decade, and how rapid it's continuing to grow, these kids are going to have to know. They're going to have to be in the know. I mean, giving them a leg up right now is saying, yeah, it's okay to know the ins and outs of. Yeah. social media and-, and I don't think it has to be a bad thing either no. I mean like I think about myself you know growing up I was you know in you know the late 90s early 2000s when the internet was really coming to you know scale mm. I was one of those kids that was very interested in it but I think that a lot of you know being interested in it and then you know playing with MySpace and coding and stuff it might seem, you know, from a parent's perspective, oh, he's just sitting there for hours, you right. know, playing on a computer. Mm. I use a lot of those skills today. Yeah. I mean, the coding and stuff is super valuable as a business owner because even if I'm not doing coding for a website, I understand the fundamentals of it. So when I'm working with someone, I can, you know, I can relate to them what needs to be done and I can understand what's possible and what's not. Yeah. There's been some great analogies out there to uh, put things into perspective that I think you know, parents who are, I want to say my age and, and older, and I didn't even have, I didn't have a child until I, I you know, was almost 30, um, is, you know, when we look back at, you know, when I was a youth, you know, the video game thing had, it really kind of just really erupted. I yeah. mean, I had the first uh, original Nintendo. Yes. Um, I know, I know, I know Atari fans, Atari was first, you know, <laughs> Frogger and all that, you know, all that bullshit. But like Nintendo was like, the game changer. Yes. You know, this took it from like something where, you know, you would play Centipede or whatever on, on Atari to like when Super Mario Brothers dropped, you know, in the mid to late eighties, it just, it changed everything. So you had kids that grew up in this generation like me who were like video games were like the thing. Yeah. And, and that came, uh, you know, parents came down and said, you're never, ever, 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 ever going to make a living playing video games. And we look in 2020 where there's kids who are 12, 13, 14 making seven figures yeah. playing fucking video games. Yeah. Um, generations before that, you know, reading, uh, you know, Teen Heartthrob magazine or, you know, watching the Ed Sullivan show uh, to see the Beatles come on. You know, there's always been like tangible things that youth of, you know, America especially have been gravitated towards. And that's been part of like their thing that their parents are like, don't, you know, stop. Yeah 
doing that. Stop. You and know. that happens pretty much every generation. Right. Stop being on the you know the phone making yeah. we can make three way phone calls back in the uh, it was probably a nineties thing, you, your friend would call you and then you'd call another friend and the three of you could talk and you you know be secretly under the <laughs> pillow of t- talk talking on the telephone which apparently humans used to do, uh, back before texting was invented. So there's always going to be something. So the the parental part of it has you know I think given me a leg up in trying to create some sort of work-life balance yeah. um, and I, we'll swing back into that topic in a little bit but I, I did want to talk to you uh, get you back on the podcast because routine is something that that I think is uh, can be constantly and ever-changing um, how your how your day lays out how your schedule lays out I've recently acquired like four different calendars just because of all the things that I have going on and I want to make sure nothing gets yeah you know dropped or falls through the cracks um, but daily routine um, the time you get up, you know, working out. I know you're doing 75 hard, which we'll, we'll talk about as well. What is your routine like uh, from a, on a day-to-day basis? I know it can fluctuate, you know, from your, with work and how things pop in and pop out and obviously in emergency uh, cases yeah. that happen. But as far as your, your average day, you know, what does it look like? Well, so to take that even a step backwards, it's really a weekly mm-hmm. kind of, and this is just purely nature of my business. Right. Um, so at Midwest Meals, we're kind of a weekly fulfillment process. Mm-hmm. So Saturday, Sunday, historically, have been production days. Right. And obviously, I mean, we're going into, what, like year four of business. The first two years, I was 100% on the ground running with the business every single day. Mm-hmm. So my routine really developed from necessity mm-hmm. because I had to be there. There right. was no one else to, you know, take over any duties. Mm-hmm. So Saturday, Sunday was always... 100% in the business, operating in the business. Uh, eventually, we started shipping as well. So Monday became in the business as well. And actually, I still do that to this day. However, the I mean, and this is, you know, something that actually I read back in, I think I read it first time in high school. And then it was a required reading for a college class. It's called uh, The E-Myth Revisited by mm-hmm. Michael Gerber. And the entire concept is to not work in your business, but to work on your business. And that routine really developed, I mean, from the mindset of, hey, I need to be able to fulfill operations because, I mean, customers need to get the product. Right. But I need to then take, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and focus more on working on the business, on the processes. Mm -hmm. How can I get, you know, stuff streamlined so that I can get someone else in here and, you know, do the day to day and then eventually, you know, remove myself from that. So it's really developed from that weekly process. Mm. Now it's become more where I have a kitchen manager. I have, you know, full staff. We're sitting at like 12 to 15 employees Mm. and I'm focused more and more and more on the business. So really my day comes down to, uh, you know, I wake up. Well, right now we just got a dog. So waking up (laughs) at, you know, six, seven to to take the dog out to pee. Right. Um, you know, depending, I, I put a pretty high price tag on sleep because I think it's super important for health. Right. So, you know, I'm making sure that I'm getting, you know, at least eight hours of sleep mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe that's an anomaly in the business world because it's kind of this, you know, this, it's not cool unless you're grinding 20, 25 hours a day. Right. Um, yeah. I put a pretty, pretty high price tag on sleep because I understand that it's very important mm-hmm. for, you know, being effective in the remaining portion of your day. So if I'm getting up, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that window, um, what I like to do is I have a little journal Hmm. and every single day I write down five critical tasks that I need to get done in order to quote unquote win the day. 
And this is something that comes back from, uh, I think it's episode 107 of the MFCEO project from Andy Frasilla. Mm -hmm. And the entire concept then is, and this is going to actually transition a little bit into that work-life balance because it allows you the opportunity to, you know, I put down five things and it's going to be things that move you forward. So it's not going to be, you know, I want to reach a million dollars in revenue because right. that's not something that you can achieve in one day. Mm -hmm. well, Maybe not yet, not yet, not yet. Um, but those five things. So, you know, make that call, make that business connection, reach out to this supplier. You do your five things, you win the day. Once you have those five things done, you are, your obligations are taken care of that move you forward. And then you can, you know, have that balance piece of it. Mm -hmm. So really my structure is all over the place because of the fact, you know, that I'm doing all sorts of different things but it really falls under that structure where the entire first part of the day is purely focused on getting those tasks done. Mm -hmm. Now is a little bit different because I'm doing, yeah, 75 hard from Andy Frasilla, right. which is, it's a 75 day challenge. I don't know if challenge is necessarily a good word for it. Um, a 75 day test maybe. Um, so with that, I'm doing that on top of my power list. So the power list, I do those five things and then I have these additional requirements for 75 hard. From there, my life is wide open. Sometimes I'm doing fun stuff. Sometimes the right. remaining portion of the day is trying to play catch up on other little tasks that aren't critical. Are there anecdotal things that you have uh, through your readings or through just things that you picked up on? Um, you know, for me, I think uh, cold showers is something that was introduced to me. Yeah, Actually, the first thing that was introduced, and I believe it was, uh, I read the Aubrey Marcus book, and I know you're, you know, well, Maybe or maybe not get into your your feelings about uh, some of his takes on. on he's he's a very smart guy. Yes, he, I, I have to give him that. Well, but it, it in the cold shower thing was not uh, obviously not revolutionized by him. It was just something that he incorporates into yeah. his life. And actually, his his starts with you know the power shower, which is where I started. Which is really you you get into a, your standard warm shower and you clean yourself off, and then you you take I think three minutes and you flip the water to cold and. You just kind of stand there and take it. You know, I started that back in September, and from there, I, I don't know, not sure what it was, I, but then I went to just like just cold showers, yeah. Like, and I haven't, I I've taken one standard shower and that actually turned into a power shower since September. So every day it's just part of it, and every day that's that's like my uh, one of the things. Yeah, that sucks to do, but it, it flips a switch every single day, and I hate it every single day. And I, and I, continually fight myself on like, fuck, I don't want to get in. Like, oh shit, maybe I should uh, pick out a different outfit to wear. Maybe you know, try to delay the yeah. inevitable. And then you know, the first five seconds are are not fun, unenjoyable. Um, and then you just you kind of go, well, yeah. fuck it, I'm in, and yep. and you kind of get on with your day. So that's something that's one of those those things that I've added into my repertoire. That that now that I've, I don't want to say that all my not all my success, but that things, you know, resort back to that one thing. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I'm like, well, now I'm doing it, and I feel like if I take that piece of the Jenga, you know, yeah. board out, like the whole thing is going to collapse. Do you have like things that you're like, yeah, I, I need to do that, and you talked about writing things that, and writing down those yeah. things. Um, is there anything else you're like, man, every day I have to make sure that I do no, it's, this thing? It's really the power list for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, Tim Grover, he talks about yep. this a little bit. And I mean, with the recent passing of Kobe Bryant, mm -hmm. you know, his Mamba mentality, it's 
doing those things, you know, having some sort of a memento that gets you into that zone. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think cold showers is cool because it's one, it gets you into that zone, but there's also some pretty cool health benefits with taking cold showers. Um, anti-inflammatory. I mean, I haven't been sick at all this winter. Uh, knock on, I think this is a wood desk. I don't know. It could be for Micah, but, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of benefits too, besides the, yeah, I'm awake now. And, and I think, yeah, there's, there's some other cool benefits with it too, because it's something that is genuinely uncomfortable for most people, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, in the Midwest where it's, you know, feels like negative 10 outside right now. You don't (laughs) want to take a cold shower. It's the last thing you want to do, Right. but it forces you. And this is, you know, you know, throwing out a lot of people's names, Jesse Itzler, um, you know, he did, this book with, and then it turns out to be David Goggins, who I know you're a huge fan of. Yes. But he, what he did is, you know, Jesse Itzler was a very high operating individual, but David Goggins forced him to do things that were super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Go jump in a cold lake, go do all these things. And really it comes down to it's what is, or what are those things? And it doesn't have to necessarily be, you know, a secret key of taking a cold shower or meditating. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's people out there that are super high level operators that are like, no, I, I personally don't meditate. And, you know, right. some people, that's their thing that puts mm-hmm. them into their zone. So I don't know that it's necessarily a, you know, a specific thing that I do, but it's really my day is centered around those five critical tasks. Right. And the only reason that it's centered around those five critical tasks is because one thing that I struggle with is, you know, where is that off switch? Because right. that's that's who mm-hmm. I am. You know, mm-hmm. I always want to bring it to the next level. I'm always constantly thinking up until the second that I fall asleep. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's been something that, you know, I've done that allows myself the opportunity to go, okay, you know, slight pat on my back. I got my five things done. Even if I'm going to continue working, I can continue working knowing that if I don't get it done, I still accomplish these other things. Yep. I have that. I have a struggle and, and maybe maybe adapting something along those lines is, and, and that it, it may come to fruition simply because I'm really becoming calendar focused yeah, and, and making sure that there's not making sure there's always something on the calendar, but making sure the things that are on the calendar are getting done and that I have the constant pressure on myself to be like, if you think of something or something comes up, make sure that shit gets written down. Yeah. And whether it's written down, whether it's on your eye calendar or whatever, um, however old school you want to be. Like I have like, I have a big desk calendar. I got a little like a fucking yeah. day to day. I got a month to month, but I think it, accomplishing those things um, and making sure that, okay, boom, I did the podcast with, with Dan. Okay. Boom. I have, I have to run into the grocery store cause we need X, Y, Z things. Cause if we round up bananas in this house, the fucking world falls apart. Um, not the great health, health benefit. Uh, but, and then I have another podcast this afternoon yeah. and then i pick my kid up, you know, those, the, the things that I know that are, are, so ingrained in the routine. Yep. Um, those happen. Pick the kid up from school. Bad things happen if you don't do that um, <laughs> from the top down. So but, they say. But I but I have uh, where my problem lies is it will get to be seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night um, for a guy who gets up at th- between three and four thirty in the morning, kind of depending yeah. on how late the night before was. That I'm like, God, there's there's something more. And I think you have that same thing. Like there's, yeah, yeah, you know, I got, I got two podcasts in, I got, uh, the shopping is done. You know, the dog got his appointment scheduled. You know, I did, you know, six posts for the beard oil. I did, you know, two for country fest. I did one for the rock fest. I got another three podcasts scheduled. You know, you can accomplish these 30 things and then you get to, you know, a point of the day where you should be 
focused on other things or, you know, trying to, you know, really switching from that work to the life balance uh, scale. Yeah. But you always have this internal dialogue going on that's like, shit, you know, there's, man, I bet if I put up one more post or should I have, should I work on something now that I want to have done, you know, have prepared for tomorrow? Or if you like, you come across something, maybe it's on social media or it, it comes up on the news. If you watch TV, uh, that you're like, oh shit, tomorrow is national yeah. bearded brethren day or something, you know, it, it, or national pizza day. When that came up, I'm like, shit, I, you know, there's, I, I gotta be on this. I gotta have, there's gotta be something that I can incorporate into one of my businesses that, that fulfills that, that gap. And so I will go you know, right up until I'm about to crash and feel like and, and still have a feeling of unfulfillment with the day, yeah. even though I have accomplished all those things, you know, like your power five things that you get done and still be like, damn, I could have done more. Yeah. I think one thing that I like to do too, cause I, I think that, you know, you and I are very similar in that mm-hmm. sense where it's, you know, you always want to do that one extra thing, that right. one extra rep. Um, I do just at the end of the day too, I like to just take a mental dump for lack <laughs> of a better word. Dump it in the bucket. Yep. I literally, I use Evernote. Um, it's super great app. You can, you know, download it. There's a free version. There's a paid version. Um, I just sit down and I do a complete mental dump of every single right. thing that I can possibly think of that I could have done or I should do. And I just put it into a list. Yeah. And from there, then I try to, as much as possible, I always go back to the Pareto principle where, you know, 80% of your results from 20% of what you're doing. Um, that Pareto principle really applies to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I will use that mental dump to go back the next day or that night when I'm planning for the next day mm-hmm. and I'll check off those five things. Because, I mean, ultimately, you know, it's it's a very, you know, double-edged sword because there's so many extra things that you can do. But the net benefit from, you know, stressing yourself to go do that thing might not, uh, you know, might not equate to the result of right. doing it. Yeah. And that's, I think, the you know the entrepreneur's dilemma because there's really no playbook for this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's you literally have to figure it out as you go and figure out these principles that are going to work for you so that you're able to do it long term. Yeah, you know, outside perspective, um, say, and we live in this this age uh, of social media reality. Um, I had uh, my buddy Phil Norvold, Max Build Offroad, on on the previous podcast, and we we talked about you know some of these similar topics. But the, the one thing that we um, that we touched on was this this kind of new notion that social media is more of a reality than actual reality is. Yeah. Where if you walk into a grocery store, you walk into a crowd of people, they are not spouting off what they had for dinner last night, how their kid was doing in school, uh, their political be- uh, Well, some people will spot off their political <laughs> beliefs in, in the grocery store. It's true. Um, or you'll just see it on their hat. Well, oh, yeah. Neither here nor there. But when you enter into this world of social media, whether it's going through Facebook and maybe it's a little more prevalent on Facebook because it's a little more um, word content than it is, you know, just strictly seeing images. Um, But you live in this, this social media reality that is is out there from an out, from the outside perspective. um, One person could, and me knowing you personally know it's and, and going through some of the same struggles and especially the struggles you went through early on in business understand it's not but but there is a glossed over view and not just a view but of of a lot of successful people that they see 
the fun parts and even the not so fun parts. If there's a, you know, a, a gym photo of you, um, and your lovely girlfriend, she's training for something. What is she? She's training. Is she? Yeah. She's doing, doing a, show. a show. Yep. Yeah. In a couple months. Yeah. So anybody who's known anybody who's trained for a, a bodybuilding show or a fitness show knows exactly how much of a struggle that is. Yeah. And not just on that individual, pretty much on everybody surrounding them. So yeah. you're going through these things, but you see it through the lens of, of Instagram, um, with fitness people, if you follow them or you follow the rock and you, you know, you see all these people, there's, it's kind of glitzy. It's kind of glammy. The filter looks great. Um, and if you don't read, if you don't read, um, especially for you, cause you, you know, you will put up a picture of you and, uh, yeah. you know, in front of your bike, you know, maybe not now, but when oh, it's man. nice out for the three days and nights we have during the summer, um, and people are like, oh yeah, you know, must be nice yeah. to be to be damn back and to be 26 uh, and have your own business and yeah. starting all these other things and got all these cool. It must must be. So the perspective, the outside perspective, is that this is just like, man, I get it, I get it just because most of the time I work from this office. Yeah. As you can see, this office is podcast studio, uh, shipping and receiving, inventory. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's 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 kind of everything. Um, but f- give it some insight because I've done it before yeah. on this podcast to what's it really like to be, to be a business owner, to be a small business owner with, with huge growth. And you have a bunch of irons in the fire right now, but the real, yeah, the real rawness of it. Well, and, and I mean, even to kind of capitalize on this point, um, Danny Dixon, I don't know if you've ever, mm-hmm. um, Dixon flannel company, Yes, mm-hmm. they, he just, um, fulfilled one of his goals of buying a Rolls Royce. You know, I'm like, hell yes, man. That is awesome. And I think that's something worth celebrating because he's put in a shitload of work. You're welcome, by the way. If you open that closet up, which, oh, by the way, this office also doubles as where all my clothes are kept. Oh, hell yeah. I've I've helped... I've helped yeah. Mr. Dixon get to his goal. Well, it, it was very interesting because I had someone, not necessarily that I consider a friend, but an acquaintance that reached out that was like, oh, Dixon, they're a bunch of shit. Like, they don't care about the actual working class. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not workwear. They're not whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, where, what, 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 where's this stemming from? Like, mm-hmm. why are you so upset with someone else's success? Right. And he's like, oh, no, they're just overpriced flannels and this and that. And I'm like, hey, man. I'm going to ask you a serious question. How much did you pay for that Carhartt that you're wearing? And he goes, oh, no, that's different. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, okay, so I don't right. understand how you get from, you know, because you don't see the executive from Carhartt celebrating his successes, Right. why are you so upset with it? Because I think that that's exactly that perspective is, you know, it's very easy to share things on Instagram mm-hmm. or any of these platforms. Right. And, you know, society rewards people for flashy things, for nice things. Mm. And there is much less incentive from anyone. And I get this because I, you know, I try to share as much as I can. But inevitably, it's easier to share something that's positive. You know, hey, I just got a new dog. Hey, I just did whatever it is. Because people, you know, they go in there, they comment, they interact with you. Mm. I mean, we're, we're hardwired to, you know operate based on, you know, what's rewarding to us. And right. when people are socializing with us and all these things, that's what you put out there. Um, I think that the the insight on the business perspective is, is really, I mean, I don't think it's much different from anyone that is in, not in a derogatory term, but in employee mindset. Right. It's just amplified. Mm-hmm. So as an employee, you're still going to have your ups, you're still going to have your downs. 
and the difference between the employee and the business owner is those valleys are much, 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 much greater. Right. You know, your highs, you know, you might get some nicer things or achieve some goals that you wanted to reach. Maybe that's traveling, whatever it is. And that's what you see as an employee. Oh, my boss is out traveling. Mm-hmm. But you don't see, you know, the the super downsides of it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I just had an employee that did something, you know, really bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the ramifications don't land on the employee. They land on the business owner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've experienced a lot of that where, you know, I've had employees come to me and say, hey, I have cancer. Like that's, that's some deep shit. Mm -hmm. You know, you go from, you know, you might've been operating, having a fantastic day. Finally, once one day is just going nice and smooth, you're feeling great. And someone comes to you with that because that, who, who are they going to? And, and, you know, that specific circumstance, um, we actually don't know if that employee had cancer and like, that's a twisted thing to, you know, mess with someone. And that's not something that then you go to all your employees and, you know, communicate with. Because you can't like that's that's not something that you do. Mm-hmm. So as as a business owner or anyone really with a you know growth mindset, that doesn't have to be an in, it could be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You could work for a company that allows you the opportunity to grow, but you don't see that unless you are at that level. And I think exactly what you're saying, you know, in in social media land and from the outside perspective, it always looks nice. Yeah, it's I mean. Pretty. And I, I just had this conversation too. We, we're, we're living in, you know, the Eau Claire area, um, Menards, John Menard. I know a lot of people that, you know, go, oh, he's just this big dick. And I know a lot of people that know him also that are like, oh, no, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. I always take the, the perspective that I don't know what he's been through. Right. He could have gone through some really messed up stuff. And like, I don't, you know, I don't know where he's coming from. So you need to have some empathy to understand that, you know, there's probably a reason. Because I think that really, I mean, a a huge problem in society is that people get so attached to, you know, their views, their viewpoints, that they will not, you know, allow the opportunity for someone who they disagree with to go, okay, how did you get to that point? How did you get Mm -hmm. to that viewpoint? Yeah, And a lot of times when you have those uh, people that have those vantage points, it doesn't even come from them directly. Right. Like it's not their personal experience that created this this mentality or thought of another person or another business or or yeah. anything it's not i hate this type of breed of dog because uh, did you have a did did you have a bad experience did it bite you right. no well you know i just i read or i heard or i had a friend who i mean it's that same way you know with uh, with individuals and business owners because you a lot of the times when you get a chance to see them uh, whether it's on social media or it's in yeah. a news story, they've reached a certain level of success. You know, good things have happened, uh, and and ninety nine point nine percent of the time, good things happen because of the effort that's put behind it. Yeah. But what people will see or hear is they will have a friend that worked at this store, yeah. in particular, or they knew a guy who dated a guy who was a girlfriend. There's there's some convoluted yeah. six degrees of separation, Kevin Bacon fucking interaction that happened. And all of a sudden they are scorned personally because of somebody something that happened to somebody else. Right. Somebody gets fired. Uh, that asshole, they let me go. You should hate them too because of how they treated me. And and people will gravitate towards it and they'll hold on to that. And if you especially if that person that got fired or went through that bad experience isn't 
vocal, uh, you know, in, in the outward social media world, and you tell that to somebody who is extremely vocal about things, especially on social media, they will put yeah. you on blast. They will be on Reddit. They will oh, be yeah. on every place dropping these bad experiences that they didn't even experience for themselves. So people's opinion, um, again, to, to quote again, Gary V says, if you don't give a shit about the booze, don't give a shit about the applause either. You know, and that's kind of a great mentality. I've, I've gotten recently, I just some, some people that I haven't spoken to in a while that have said, Hey, like you're just crushing it right now, dude. Like how do you get all these things going on? Um, because yeah, I'm, same thing we talked about posting on social media. Yeah. Is you you post the good stuff. Yeah, you know, I I picked up this gig and I'm really fucking excited about it, and I want you to be excited about it too. And even if you don't like the music or you don't like yeah. the, uh, you don't have a beard, you know, whatever. Um, hey, it's cool. You know, I'm just doing all this stuff, and and oh man, you're just, you're just like fucking crushing it right now. That's really cool. Um, and it's thanks. I mean, it it looks glitzy and glamoury, and yeah. it's all pretty on the like. Hey, awesome. It, but, you know, I, there's a lot of struggles, especially in the beginning. I mean, I'm only in, you know, month five or six of being a technically legally, according to the state of Wisconsin and the IRS, uh, you know, a business owner. Yeah. You know, my other adventures have just kind of piled on top of that. And it's, it's not glamorous. It's well, not glitzy. And if this, you know, my, say my beard company, when we grow into 25 products and all of a sudden where, you know, we get picked up by fucking Walgreens or whomever, you know, major yeah. outlet. And they're buying at, you know, some scale that I'm like, shit, now I need to buy a production where I'll, you know, it, you know, you get to that point, the people that now are like, Hey, this is really cool. Like dude in the basement, fucking building this yeah. shit to reaching a certain level. And I'll, you know, like Menards, you know, starting off as like a small hardware store and all yeah. of a sudden they're French, you know, it's this huge thing and it's all over the Midwest and, you know, they're on fucking NASCAR thing and, and Paul racing yeah. and, you know, then that's when the criticism can come in because you've reached this level of success and you have the abilities to have your own hangar at the airport. It's really weird too. Like there's, you know, an initial, like when you go into business, you almost, at least in my experience, you get this like feedback from your, your peer group for lack of a better word, where Mm -hmm. they go, you know, Hey, what are you too good for us now? Like, right. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. you start finding a little bit of success, a little bit of traction. And then, yeah, you see this flip where they're like, Oh man, you're crushing it and oh, all yeah. this stuff. And it's almost a disservice to the person who's doing it mm-hmm. because, you know, if you're congratulating someone, you know, getting so hyped up about, you know, this little bit of success, you know, you're are you saying that that's all that they can achieve? Yeah. Or, you know, like where 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 do they want to grow it to? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then they start, you know, cheering you on until you, you know, reach some sort of success. Going back to, you know, Dan Dixon getting mm-hmm. that Rolls-Royce, it's like at what point are you like cheering for him because he's out there, you know, challenging the status quo mm. and then he finds some success and all of a sudden you just go, Oh, screw this dude. Yeah. And it's when it, he was selling flannels out of the back of his, his car, yeah. of his trunk, you know, and, and trying to get started and sewing shit by hand, you know, I'm sure there was like, damn, this is a man. It's so cool. You're going up chasing your dream. Yeah. And then you reach, you know, a certain level. Cause his, you know, it maybe one of his life goals was, to, you know, was to have that Rolls Royce. But that's not, he hasn't reached the end. Right. You know, for, you know, I think for us, for me, for you, uh, for Dan Dixon, for anybody, there isn't, that's not the finish line. Right. You know, where I, and I, my next question about, you know, what are you chasing? It's, and I'm not going to, you know, feed you the answer because for me, there is, there, yeah, there probably are certain 
yeah. lines that you want to cross, certain mile markers, if you will, to uh, to use a running reference. Like, yeah, I want to get to get to this point, you know. And and for me, it's about okay, I want to get to a point where this company can sustain itself on its own and it can function as just and I don't have to be like you were in the beginning mm-hmm. in it grinding it every day pushing right. it out somebody's in control of that okay cool that's taken care of that's a step hey put that out on social media that's not the end you know yep. so for you like what is it that you know with all of your things that you're doing from personal development uh to you know really fighting you know obesity with with midwest meals and other adventures I'm not sure. Can we talk NutriPrep? Yeah. Get, and NutriPrep, all these things, like what what is it that you long long game are chasing? Yeah. So on that power list that I go through every day, mm-hmm. um, on the very front page, so I'm I'm fairly technologically apt, so mm-hmm. I used Photoshop. Um at the very front of that black power list, and this is literally a Walmart black leather bound book, mm-hmm. I have a vision board. And, you know, on that vision board, I have certain things like, you know, I, one of my lifelong, you know, desires is to own a Husky. Right. It's not, you know, own a Rolls Royce. It's just something <laughs> that I've always wanted. Right. But I also have goals on there. So, you know, one of the, the irons in the fire for me has been building a nationwide franchise mm-hmm. under the Midwest Meals kind of umbrella. And, you know, my mile marker with that is 100 franchise locations. Mm-hmm. You know, not 10 franchises. We want 100. Mm -hmm. And that isn't the end-all, be-all. That's just what I have in there. Right. And, I mean, it's really, it's a working, living document because I look back, you know, at the beginning of business and I have these because I've been doing this for so long. I look back at those vision boards and I go, oh, I've gotten this stuff. Like, you know, I had the forerunner that's parked outside, you know, chilling on that vision board. I'm like, man, that would be cool someday. Mm -hmm. And you know, that vision board changes because ultimately if you're chasing that one thing, mm-hmm. you know, once you get it, it's then what? Yeah. So it's really, it's, you know, what are the things that are going to bring you joy and putting those as a vision, you know, what you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of what brings me joy is building businesses. Right. That's why that 100 locations is on there. Mm-hmm. It's not because I want to, you know, reach some financial status or whatever it is with reaching a hundred, it's because I truly enjoy that's who I am. That's what I do. Right. I enjoy building businesses and that's, you know, a, you know, big hairy goal. Mm -hmm. And once I reach that, I don't know what my mindset is going to look like, but it's going to be, you know, something larger Yeah. because I think that, you know, as soon as you start, you know, devolving, you need to have some sort of challenge, some sort of novelty. Um, I don't know if that will, once, you know, that critical mass is reached, if I decide to, you know, create a new challenge for myself that isn't related to that, maybe, Mm -hmm. but ultimately it goes back to that vision board and it's kind of this working document. So really all I did is I go on Photoshop and I just create a collage and I'm sure that if you just Google vision board maker, there's a ton of, you know, free resources. There's probably an an app for that. I'm sure there is. Uh, What's the hardest part? Of all this, I mean, of uh, business owner, obviously, you know, growth and expansion, looking at that 100, uh, that number yeah. of 100 franchises, um, you know, that's just, that's a small, uh, that's a portion of your life. You know, there's a health and fitness aspect of it, kind of a gym rat. Um, you know, where, of, of all the things that you go through uh, on a week to week, month to month basis, what would you say, like, that's the, that's the hardest Thing that you have to deal with on a consistent basis honestly it's 
this is kind of a double-edged sword too. Mm -hmm. I think that it's the ability to do anything I want, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, seen as this one great thing, but it's also the ability to do whatever I want. So I have, you know, no one is making me do anything. Mm -hmm. So if I don't have that internal drive to get shit done, you know, everything starts tanking. So it's really one setting standards for myself and everyone around me Mm -hmm. and, you know, keeping everyone, you know, stuck to those, those standards, because ultimately, you know, as someone in a business or any sort of responsibility role, this could be a parent, this could be anyone, everyone looks to you as the responsible, you know, recipient Mm -hmm. and all those little micro decisions just wear you down. So it's really, I'd say the biggest struggle and it's it's a double-edged sword because it's a struggle and it's you know it's a blessing in the same sense that mm-hmm. right now you know i chose to come here you know tomorrow if i wanted to i could go you know up north and visit my parents mm-hmm. but the choice then is you know is my time best spent doing that or doing something else it's this constant mind fatigue of what's the better route what's right. what's this what's this life i'm working towards yeah And that's really why, you know, creating a vision board was something that appealed to me because it gives Mm -hmm. me some structure. You know, I can use that as a sounding board, you know, so I have the, the vision board on the first page and then each individual page I'll use as the power list. As I create what I'm doing that day, I go, is it moving me towards my vision? Mm -hmm. And as long as my vision is, you know, queued up with things that are going to make me happy that's the route that I need to go. And that's how I try to make those decisions. But as a, you know, as a business owner, and maybe it's, you know, it's young and getting, you know, up to speed with, you know, making all these critical decisions, Mm -hmm. it's very fatiguing to make, you know, respond to every single person that comes to you with questions, every single person, you know, obviously you want to help everyone and you want to make sure that everyone's doing really well, but you need to create autonomy in the people around you so that they're able to, you know, also make their own decisions. Yeah, that's that's huge. Um, I read a book, uh, one of the first books I read, uh, I think after I got let go from radio, um, and I want to make sure I have it right. Uh, Sarah Knight was the author, um, and I want to say it's the is it the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yes, um, yes. So, and she has a great, uh, she is a phenomenal author, and yes. and has a bunch of great books. Uh, Calm the fuck down. Just, I mean, it's. And it and it's so written for me. I mean, I like how many times can she swear in the book? Like it's yep. like three hundred and seventy eight, and her you know, it's just. But I, you know, I read that book, and and really didn't apply a lot of it until I kind of got into this uh, real super hyper growth mindset, and it was about managing your time, and really deciding what is most important to you to be doing at a particular moment. Yeah, because uh, things are going to things are going to fall into your lap. You're going to get invited to things. You're going to feel this obligation and whether that's obligation to uh, go to a family dinner or a birthday party or, Hey, your, your buddy's in town and they're doing this. And so all these, uh, and this is just I think one of the chapters about uh, the, in the not giving a fuck book. And it's, you, you have to, at some point, and it's a struggle. And I think it's a continual struggle every single day or every single moment that you're you're pressed on something um, to really figure out, okay, right now is what I'm doing the most, making me a, the most happy because yeah, a lot, if not all, a lot of these authors and uh, podcasts, uh, hosts, uh, speakers at the very core of it, it is not about money. It is not about 
things, it is really about finding your happiness. Yeah. And granted, those other things can help fulfill some of that happiness and, yeah. and relieve some stress. But when you have like a mindset where you're like, hey, Friday night, and for most people, Friday night's like, that's get rowdy and loud because we yeah. can sleep in on Saturdays. You and I both know that shit doesn't exist in, in <laughs> business ownership. You're like, well, no, I, my alarm doesn't have yeah. a weekday setting. It's set for every day. But you're able to kind of uh, realize that not going to that event, not going to that party, not going to your friend's Tupperware uh, party thing or you have yeah. when you find your your stance in life and say you know what really happy that your your kid graduated from 4k um yes they have a celebration for that and a graduation and they put him in a cap and gown and that's awesome 4k half yeah. day tough it's tough <laughs> man i i know i was at the fucking 4k graduation for my own kid it was a hoot um he wanted to be a american ninja warrior firefighter which i thought cool go for it dude but when you have that, when you start to be prioritize your own happiness and you can say, you know what? I'm not going to come to this thing. Sorry. I'm happy for you, but no. Yeah. It can be. And you stop caring about, you know, their opinion of you for saying no. Right. That's, you find that's huge. Such, you find this huge relief of like, eh, and you don't sit, you know, it's Friday and it's at seven o'clock and you're just, oh man, I really, no, you're like, no, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, what I'm trying to accomplish in my life, it it's just it can be very difficult happy. to learn to say no. I think mm-hmm. that that's one thing that a lot of people that are young in business or young in any any career, right? It is very hard to say no yeah. because I mean, even you know, from an employee that you know you have a boss that's asking you to do all these things, um, you know, another reference, the one thing, mm-hmm. uh, Gary Keller, okay, yep. you know, he built largest real estate company and you know even from an employee perspective if your boss is asking you all of these things you know you ask them do you want me to focus on this thing that you just gave me or do you want me to focus on you know this bigger priority item that moves us both towards where we're trying to go right and a lot of times people just spew out everything because they don't want it on their plate Mm -hmm. and you need to learn how to say no and what is in your best interest? Because I mean, what is, what is the the saying that you can't fill up someone else's glass if yours is, is empty? Mm, yep. You you need to first prioritize yourself before you're able to help anyone else. Yeah. Because if you're operating from a place of emptiness, a place of you know sadness, ultimately, you're not going to truly be able to help anyone, and it's a net loss for everyone. Yeah, across the board. Yeah, there is um a big uh, conversation I think that's that's kind of taking place at least in in, in the mindset world about time uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit when we talked about like you know 40 being not even half time of your life um, but prioritizing you know your time and this also kind of touches on work-life balance but what is the most for you what is the most important thing um, when it comes to time management that you you know that you have that you no matter what happens, hell or high water. And this can be business, this can be in, in fitness, this can be in health. No matter what, nothing gets in the way of that because that is your time to do that thing. Yeah, it's it's weird because 
really it is the business for me yeah. because that's kind of you know you know I'm a fairly introspective person mm-hmm. that you know the reason I jumped from going to college I actually didn't even want to finish college because I didn't think it was worth you know the price tag to go to college but I did because of the circumstances I jumped right into a business because I understood that going through interview processes you know I was going to go sell you know high end suits at Tom James mm-hmm. and I had an offer to move to Minneapolis and go sell suits. You know, being very introspective, it just wasn't for me. Right. Um, really, it's not It's not like a, a thing like working out for me. It's the thing that I will not budge on is I'm in control of my life. Mm-hmm. There's, I very much do not allow people to make a path for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and even giving an example of this, um, I was supposed to speak at a Kiwanis event last mm. week. And, you know, it was something that at the time I had some availability. It was a old, actually a university professor and good friend of mine that wanted me to come do it. You know, and I said, okay, let's do it. And come time just before that, I had a ton of, you know, things that were working me towards those 100 franchise locations. Mm. I canceled. And he was not pleased about it. Right. And I legitimately stopped responding to any phone calls. And I just focused on what I needed to do right. to be able to focus on my business and my choices. And then you can remediate it later. Because ultimately, the thing that I find the happiness in is, and it really goes back to my skateboarding days where we built the skate park, mm-hmm. is, you know, if if something that you see in the world isn't, what you want it to be or to your standard you have the ability to change it right and that's ultimately where i always go back to because as soon as i start becoming complacent and just allowing everyone to do that that's where i feel like i failed yeah so that's that's something that i it's it's a non-negotiable for me if if people are making decisions based on my behalf i do not operate well people get hung up on on the opinions of others and this is across the board and this is no, we're not all playing on the same wavelength. Yeah. You know, we're not all, we don't all think the same way, obviously, which is, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. But there's, there's always going to be outside opinions and people that just don't get it. And, and that, that could be, there could be several reasons for that. You know, whether it's, and I've, I've done that too. I've, I've had obligations that, that I've, you know, I've committed myself to. And at the time that it was what, you know, time to commit, you know, firmly commit to it. I couldn't, I couldn't make that happen. Um, because of more to me, more important things had come up. And when you're, when you deal in a, your own business, uh, multiple businesses, when you're in a growth portion of that business, when there's opportunities that present themselves, those opportunities, if you miss them, sometimes you do not get them back. Yeah. If it's, and people don't understand that because to them, their thing is the most important. It it, it really could literally, yeah. and not just in my opinion, but in everybody else's opinion in the world, be the most insignificant blip on a map. of It just doesn't matter. Yeah, Life will go on. But when you are solely focused on your personal development, your success, and the, the success of people around you, if something comes up and you say, man, this is this is just has to take priority. Yeah. People can dwell on that and people can judge you on that. People can take instances from from your past, and I've had this happen to me before too, is where, well, you used to, 
You used to always, or yeah. you used to never. You didn't used to do this. You didn't used to be. You're right. I am not the same person it's I was. It's frustrating, isn't it? Ten years ago. Yeah. And I'm really sorry that you are. Yeah. I've had people in, you know, from, I went to three high schools in four years. So I've interacted with a lot of people. Yeah. And some have gone on to be very, very successful and, and some have not. And that's, you know, sometimes that happens. You get in a situation or you're just like, hey, I'm comfortable. It's cool. I'm be right here doing my thing. And I've had people come up and, and like literally like we picked up the same conversation we had in like 11th grade English. Like, yeah. hey, remember Mrs. Duncan? Like, uh, kind of. Like, yeah. I think I probably okay. had four of them, <laughs> you know, in, in that amount of time. But when you have, uh, at whatever age you get to the point where you're just super hyper-focused on being, you know, being better every single day, whatever it's 1% or it's yeah. doing one more thing than you did the day before, man, things just, the noise gets canceled out. And if you are prioritizing yourself and you're like, I have to do this, this is not a priority of mine. And you don't really care about what people's opinion of yeah. your decision is, man, that's freeing. And you know? I think too, like, honestly, I have more respect that like for people that have specifically, you know, I've had things that I've done with them that they go, Hey, I know we had this going on, but this is my priority. Right. I have more respect for that mm -hmm. because I mean, and it's not a, you know, like, Hey, can we stick this thing kind of a thing? It's, it's purely like when you have a priority and you understand what you want your life to be, I have much more respect for that than someone who's just floating. Right. And, you know, obviously everyone doesn't necessarily have the mental capability to be that person where they have that drive. They know exactly mm -hmm. where they want to go. There is going to be floaters. I mean, it's like anything. There's a bell curve. Yep. There's, you know, some people that are just detrimental. Then there's the vast majority of people who are floating and kind of neutral. And then you have the people that are actually out there trying to achieve what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, inevitably it's a numbers game that you can't appeal to everyone and, when you identify with, you know, that group that is the growth mindset, once you start getting those people in your life that understand, and it's really kind of cool too, because you'll, you'll have a conversation with someone new that has that mindset and they just go, you know, I get it. Mm -hmm. And you're all of a sudden, yep. you're on the same wavelength. Like, ah, ah, yep. you're one of me. Yes. You're one of us. Welcome it's, to the crew. It's really just, yeah, identifying, yep. you know, who you are and then, you know, what, what can you do then to mm -hmm. focus on what's going to be best for you? Right. Because that's ultimately what it's about. Mm -hmm. David Goggins calls it the cookie jar. Um, there is this this place that you go in your mind when you feel like you've reached the end. You feel like you've reached your max rep. You feel like you've reached the furthest distance you can go. Um, that where your mind has said, "Okay, okay, this is it." You know, we're we're not we're not going any further because. You're fatigued, you're tired, um, you don't have it any to accomplish anymore. Your mind, and, and we, I think we had a little bit of this conversation in episode 24, um, about learning to control your mind. You are in control of it, yet for the majority, it seems, of the population, their mind yeah. controls them. Um, once you kind of realize that, hey, wait a minute, I am in control of that. It's weird. It's, yeah. again, revolutionary. But the cookie jar is this place that you go to when, you, when your mind tells you you've reached your limit, You've reached, this is it. You're not going any further. I'm sorry. We're stopping right here. And you reach into the cookie jar. You pull out a cookie. And that is the thing that pushes you further and further and further. Now, that cookie could be anything from uh, a negative. 
uh, a, an individual that you feel slighted you. And even yeah. if even if you've gotten rid of the uh, the angst that maybe yeah. you held, you can still when you reach in and you find the cookie jar and you're in your mind you're looking at that person's face and the moment that they slighted you and you go that motherfucker. Yep. Or it could be a positive thing. It could be you reach in and you pick out a cookie that's an individual that like you know is just out there fucking working their ass off yeah. and they're pushing harder and they're they're growing their businesses and they are, they're giving back, they're doing all these right things and you you use that positivity to push yourself further like man, fucking Dan Beck is out here running in 10 below weather. You know. And I I can't not yeah, be running out here. Like I'm gonna go get it, just like just like he would, or, or The Rock, or Kevin Hart, and you know anybody that's out there and, that's doing these things, or a moment in life where you're like, man, I'm not gonna be for me 230 pounds again. Like that shit just ain't gonna happen. Yep. You know, and even though knowing that if you've reached a certain, in physical fitness or running, if you've gone like, hey, I just ran six miles, I wanted to run seven, but my body's telling me no, I'm only run six. If you only run six. Tomorrow morning, I'm not going to wake up at two thirty, you know, right. on the scale. Go, damn! Like I should have run that extra mile. That would have really, you know, saved me. But to know, like, man, I I remember how I felt when I got on that scale and had no idea I was at two thirty, and went shit. Like what? Yeah. Where? Like what happened? Thirty? Like it's kind of crept up <laughs> on me. Um. So do you have thing? Do you have something like that? Because um, I think you, you you talked about drive. We talked about motivation and, and a, a lot of it. A lot of it has to come from within. It has to be self-motivating. You have to be self-driven. Um, the quotes that you throw around and I throw around all the time from these people are really just kind of like throwing a piece of wood onto a fire that already burns yeah. um, to make it burn a little hotter. Uh, what, and that's usually just for that moment until that log is has gone to ash. But are there are there things that you do you utilize some of those that kind of those mental tricks that you go, yeah, yeah that that thing pushes me hard. It gives me you know three more reps in the gym or it, you know, it gets me to, you know, like, man, I'm really, really tired today. Or, you know, I, I didn't, you yeah. know, but I know you like eight hours of sleep, which kudos to you. Um, but you know, I just, even though I got eight yeah. hours, it just didn't feel like a good solid eight. You know, are there things that you, that you go and dig into, dig deep and find that help push you? Yeah. So interestingly, cause you know, obviously we're both, you know, Packers fans. Yes. That's why Jesse isn't here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dig. He would burn. Um, but no, so it's really interesting that you kind of set it up like that because really you can operate from, I think, in Aaron Rodgers' mind, a chip on your shoulder mm -hmm. to the other side of it. You know, if, I don't know maybe as much, maybe this is pure ignorance, but, you know, someone like Tom Brady that he's operating from a potential side of it. Right. You know, I think that either can work. I personally don't have, you know, like any crazy traumatic past events that have given me this crazy chip. Mm. Um. I think that I have a very much an underdog mindset. Right. I like to put myself in the position where I can see, you know, a company out there that's, that I'm competing with that is doing better. And mm. I go, oh, shit. Like, okay. So that's where my chip comes from per right. se. But I don't necessarily operate from that a ton. I think that I'm more of the, the opposite side of it. People mm. like The Rock that, you know, are out there doing shit. I think that I thrive from being connected with people that are are killing it and you know they show that it's a possibility right. not not even necessarily show that it's all glitz and glam because i understand that it's not mm -hmm. just showing that you know there's the possibility that if you want something that there's a path to it mm -hmm. um because i think that i've gone 
I've done the mental work where I've identified myself in what I want to do, that really it's it's affirmations from other people that have followed the same path. Yeah. Because ultimately, it's not an easy path, mm-hmm. but I understand it's doable. Right. Um, you know, so like, and I, I think that everyone does it too, where, you know, someone, they get under your skin, they say something, you know, that's pretty shitty. And I use that as motivation. Yeah. But I tend not to dwell on those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, I don't have beef with, you know, really anyone. And this is kind of how I've grown up too, where I can think of, you know, less than a couple people that I've just truly not liked. Mm-hmm. I get along with pretty much everyone. Um, so I try to, as much as possible, operate from a stance of, you know, I want to get somewhere and I know it's possible mm-hmm. instead of uh, I want to get there to spite someone. Although that those motivations are, you know, inevitably there too. If someone, yeah. if someone, you know, is being like, hey, Dan, you're a piece of shit. Like your business sucks. <laughs> I'm going to go. It's on. <laughs> ding ding. Yep, but I'm not I'm not Yeah, I'm not using that as a chain where, right. you know, I'm like going to, you know, do it to spite them. Yeah. Um I'm I'm doing it because that's just what I want to do. Right. I think that's why the the cookie jar analogy is 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 so spot on because yeah. it is, you know, it sits on the counter, you know, it yeah. sits in the back of your brain and you don't open it unless you like unless you're, a, you know, sweet tooth. You don't open that cookie jar unless you're like, all right, you know, I, I need to just have a yeah. you know, your your tanks running on E. You just need someone to come and you know like fucking NASCAR and just they throw that big fucking gas you know yeah. gas tank in there and it fills the thing. You go in and you find that thing, and the key is like not then you don't like just keep on staring at that cookie. It's just right. that one thing that you throw into the tank and all of a sudden your 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 fuel meter goes up and you just you you take off in whatever you know aspect that it is. Um, you know a lot of people that you know I, I follow the Rock and there's there's so many others that are out there that. Uh, that I follow just for that uh, that little spark that yeah. you get, and and whether that's in a in a quote, whether that's in you know, there's a lot of great motivational YouTube videos out there. Um, my 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 good friend uh, from down in the great state of Texas, Jimmy Hayes Nelson, um, who is an entrepreneur, motivational mindset speaker, great dude. Um, he he talks about you know when you get up in the morning, you kind of listen to these motivational things, and yeah, it just not even that you're really comprehending what it's saying. It's just the words kind of pop in there and you'll have people that will come out and be like, dude, but yeah, but that's the rock. You know, that's Kevin Hart. That's, you know, yeah. Joe DeSenta from, you know, Spartan guy. And, you know, there's this, all these, but, but that's him. Yeah. And, and you can obviously tell that those people don't like, I don't want to say do their research, but don't understand like, dude, the rock is up like at three in the morning. Yeah. Every single day, two workouts. Um, he's doing the work. He's doing the work. Like that's the part that people miss, and I think that's the pe- part a lot that a lot of people miss with, with young entrepreneurs and with small business owners, even at an established level, is like you don't see the fucking work. Yep. You don't see the you you see the the pictures that are out of a you know strategically angled shelf full of product. Yep. That's like damn dude, like they went and put in fucking like there's yeah. hundreds of bottles of beard oil sitting in this dude's fucking studio in his house you know yep. and it, it just sounds all like ooh ah crushing it you know yep. fuckers out and they're killing it and and you don't see is is the endless hours of work and even when it's not like effort mind that that mind that just doesn't stop uh Phil and I who had the uh, the podcast the other day it was like you always there's always like a moment it feels like every day where a probably a halfway decent business opportunity, business idea, 
pops into your head. Oh yeah. Just by observing the outside world. Yeah. I have like there's been days like if I'm if I'm down here crunching or I'm you know got the kid off to school and I'm just here by myself and the dog and so I won't even be like really exposed to the outside world of like yeah. people and things happening. And like shit will just be like, hey, like that would be a really good idea. Yeah. That is what people don't see because that is the mentality. That is the entrepreneurial mindset that you're just like always thinking, always, even when you're not working, even when you're really trying to focus on that other thing, you're really trying to focus on the romantic part of your life or you're trying to focus on the fun part of your life. God, when you, you're out, on a, you're out on a fucking bike ride in the summer and you're cruising and it's sunny and 80 and you're just loving life and something will pop into your head and you'll be like, yeah. Damn, that's a good idea. Or damn, damn, I know another place we could put a franchise. Or hey, you know what we could add to the menu? There's always going to be that stuff. People don't see that, and 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 it's and it's okay. You know, I I've gotten to listen to a couple of my podcasts back over, and it sounds like we're like, dude, everybody should fucking do this. Like, no, dude, if you're happy, if you're happy, eight to five in it, and you get to go home and be with your family, and you get to raise great kids, and go to their soccer games, and you get to go to their show choir competitions and you you get and you get to your two weeks of vacation fuck if you do it if you're happy great that's what this is all about it's about being happy yep some people aren't necessarily structured to be able to operate at i want to say this level because it makes it sound like we're all like dan dixon rolling the our rolls voices and we're all like you know but you you don't have that everyone isn't wired because i mean ultimately you know someone who's going to work you know an eight to five whatever it is they have the same goal as us. Right. It's just our method of getting there is a different road. Mm-hmm. And it's doing the the mental, you know, groundwork where if you identify that you are happy doing that and that's where you're putting your priority, mm-hmm. do it. That's great. Just mm-hmm. don't be a lazy ass and, you know, use that as an excuse because you want to do something else. Right. And, and don't it's it's a it's a again, double edged sword here. That job can make you money. Whatever you're doing, eight to five can make you money, and if and that could be the ruler of your roost. Like, hey, I'm here because I'm I I want to make money. But there's the I hate hate Mondays, live for Friday, live for the weekend. Be and what you start to notice is this cycle of, man, you are like really upset from Sunday yeah. night until a Wednesday evening, like you're just you're, that you're not happy. And if that's because of your job, I mean, it's if you got, if you can find little anecdotal things in these podcasts or uh, in Dan's podcast, you know, you don't need to be an entrepreneur. You don't need to be grinding, doing seventy five hard, or you know, not ever taking a day off of working out. Um, like if there's just something that you can change, you go, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm going to try this little thing. Yeah. I'm going to add this into my life. And man, if that makes Monday suck a little bit less, and if it makes you know Friday be like man, I can go out and get shit-faced or I can go out and do this thing or I can just whatever. You go, hey, you know what? I'm going to, maybe I'm going to sit down. I know on Saturday we're going to watch the game or we're going to, you know, binge watch this show. Okay, great. But man, on Friday, I'm going to go take a walk. Yeah. I think that's, you know, for your podcast, for my podcast, and I think we're we're both trying to accomplish it. It's just that, yeah, we're trying to jack up people that are like us and we're trying to, you know, talk to the inner circle or people who are looking at it going, man, I, I think I could do something and inspire them to do things, but also inspire those that are not, that are on this like, Hey, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm cool doing this thing, but maybe I want to try this so I can be just a little bit happier. Cause as I mentioned, and as you've mentioned, happiness is the end game. 
Yeah. You know, happiness for me is, is, is one thing. Happiness is nothing. And we're striving in similar directions, I guess, to get there. But if you're happy doing what you're doing, fucking do it. Fucking awesome. Keep after it. Yeah. Dan Beck, Midwest Meals, NutriPrep. Now, what else do you do? Uh, I think that's it for now. (laughs) We shall see. No, no, no. He's got this gleam in his eye like there's more. There's there's always there's dot, always dot, dot. more, more iron. That's the mindset right there. Uh, MidwestMeals.com on the Instagram at who is Dan Beck, which by the way, don't ever fucking change that, dude. That is the best <laughs> that is the best handle that you could have asked for. And that's a that's brand recognition right there. Uh, and also, uh, Cooper at checkout at MidwestMeals.com, your first order ten percent off. Make sure you check that out. That's that shit gets me through my my life, dude. Especially Fuck you know, running ninety miles an hour, there's not much time to cook a meal. Yep. Appreciate the time, brother. Yes. Go take care of that dog. It's probably peeing on your carpet right now. Ah, that's fine. It's worth it. Dan Beck, Midwest Meals. Thank you so much for the time, my friend. Really appreciate it. Lots of insight. Lots of good stuff. I mean, that's the key ingredient here is that people that are doing it, take note. That's been my secret is listen to audiobooks. Follow people that are doing along the lines of the same things that you want to do, the same way you want to live the same attitudes you want to have. You start incorporating that stuff into your life, like the words of Dan Beck and more. Man, you're on a good path, a good trajectory, as they say. That's episode 47 of the Welcome to Cooperville podcast. I, Cooper, thank you, listener, for listening on whichever podcast platform that you listen on. And speaking of, make sure you hit that subscribe button that's on whichever app you're on. If you're on Apple or if you're on Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, uh, just Make sure you follow us. The iHeart uh, Radio app, we're on that as well. Uh, then you get an update every time we drop a new episode, and you can tune in, gain the knowledge, feel better about your life, and ta-da, magic will happen. Also, I'm on the socials. Welcome to Cooperville is on uh, Facebook and Instagram and also Twitter. I am on there uh, at No Limit Cooper Official. No Limit Cooper Official. That is the uh, Insta and also the Twitter, so make sure you uh, give a like, give a follow. I throw everything kind of cross-pollinate between the podcast, other things that I have going on, motivational stuff, workout stuff, all that. My dog, my kid, it's all over there on the social. So thank you in advance for the follow. Until next time, a cheers. <laughs>